next week. Have a great week. Goodbye. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is security is increased for the protest against the government's extradition plan. A man is charged in connection with two petrol bomb attacks targeting police and British Prime Minister hopeful Boris Johnson lays out his demands for the EU. Police have erected barriers along the route for this afternoon's march against the government's extradition bill. Security has also been increased around the Legislative Council where the rally is due to finish. Organizers expect hundreds of thousands of people will take part. Several pro-independence groups have called on demonstrators to stay behind after the march ends outside Lechko, saying on social media that they will make a major announcement. The rally's organizers have called for a peaceful demonstration. Former newspaper columnist and Occupy Central backer Edward Chin will be among those protesting against the proposed law. Hong Kong will become just another Chinese city if Hong Kong is give up. So we have not given up yet. So there is still hope and then it's important to let the outside world know and also the international community should uh, speak up for us as well and let Beijing know that at least they should keep their promises. The bill will allow suspects to be surrendered to other jurisdictions, including the mainland, on a case-by-case basis. The government says it's needed to fill a legal loophole, but many people, including the pro-establishment business community, fear it could be abused by mainland authorities. The convener of the pan-democratic camp, Claudia Mo, has called on people to join the march to prevent Hong Kong from being shut down by the mainland. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, she says it's obvious that the chief executive, Carrie Lam, is pushing the, in- the controversial extradition bill at the behest of Beijing, which wants to close the city as a haven for dissent. She says people can't give up. Beijing has become increasingly impatient with Hong Kong since our umbrella movement five years ago. Jung Nan Hai sees us as some unruly teenager who doesn't learn to be grateful and obedient. The apparent grand plan, complete with the Greater Bay Area scheme, is to assimilate Hong Kong into the vast hinterland. The idea is to ultimately disappear Hong Kong, or at least to just turn it into one of the numerous Chinese cities. Like a little boat, Hong Kong is sinking fast, but we're not taking this lying down. We have to put up a fight. Hong Kong University legal scholar Albert Chan has played down concerns that local courts may be pressured into surrendering political dissidents if the extradition if the extradition bill is passed. Professor Chan, who is a Basic Law Committee member, says the government has already included human rights safeguards for politically sensitive cases. He also believes the central government would be careful when putting forward rendition requests. The central government will probably exercise great restraint in um, requesting or not requesting rendition of people involved in politically sensitive cases. For example, under these provisions, I think that there is little doubt that people involved in the June 4th events uh, in 1989 would receive the protection of these provisions and uh, will not be extradited even if a request uh, is made by the central government. Police say a man has been charged in connection with two incidents in which petrol bombs targeted police. Sean Kennedy has more. The 24-year-old man has been charged with two counts of arson and will appear in court tomorrow. Three other men aged between 22 and 60 who were detained in connection with the attacks have been released on bail. 
Police say the first device was thrown at a police vehicle near the police headquarters in Wanchai at about half past three on Friday morning. The second device was thrown outside the Happy Valley Police Station at about four o'clock in the afternoon. The frontrunner to become Britain's next Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, says if he succeeds, he'll refuse to pay the country's divorce bill to leave the European Union. Mr Johnson, the favourite to win the governing Conservative Party's leadership election, which starts this week, told the Sunday Times newspaper that the money, about £39 billion, would be withheld, withheld unless the EU improved the terms for Britain's exit. We will have a a different attitude in that negotiating team and I will be giving personal direction uh, to the to the negotiations uh, but we will also have a very strong uh, ministerially led negotiating team. I always thought it was extraordinary that we should agree to write that entire cheque before having a final deal. I don't wish to conduct a post-mortem of the of the original negotiations but it was extraordinary that we agreed to pay the money uh, in advance of a deal on the future partnership. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. A Russian court has placed an investigative journalist under house arrest for two months after he was charged with drug dealing. Supporters of Ivan Golunov said he was framed because he's written about corruption in public life. His editor-in-chief, Ivan Kolpakov, believed it was a warning to other people working in investigative journalism in Russia. Drug stories just don't happen very often with, with Russian journalists. I would say that it is a warning for the whole Russian media industry. This is how people in Russia, journalists, editors, all of these people percepting it as an attack to the media industry. Because this is so brutal, this is too much even for Russia. The interim president of Kazakhstan, Kasim Jomart Tokayev, is expected to be confirmed as the country's leader later today. Voters are electing a successor to Nur Sultan Nazarbayev, who ran the Central Asian Republic for nearly three decades. The BBC's Raihan Demitrie reports. This is the first election in Kazakhstan not contested by the country's long-standing leader Nur Sultan Nazarbayev. Voters will have a choice of seven candidates, including one opposition candidate, Amirjan Kosanov, but his chances are low. Mr. Nazarbayev's chosen successor, the ruling party nominee Kasim Jomar Tokayev, is most likely to win. Sport tennis Dominic Thiem has ended Novak Djokovic's 26-match Grand Slam winning streak in the semifinals of the French Open. The Austrian outlasted the Serb in a rain-interrupted five-set marathon, winning the fifth and deciding set 7-5 to set up a showdown against Rafael Nadal in the final, the final later today. TM is looking forward to the challenge. I never beat him here on, on this court. and uh, But still, I had some very good matches in the past against him on clay, and I also beat him on clay already. I think it's really important that I go into the match with the belief to win. That's the most important thing. Football in the Women's World Cup in France. Spain beat the tournament debutante South Africa 3-1 in a match filled with incident while China lost to Germany in a physical game. The BBC's Maz Farouki wraps up the action. There were tough matches on Saturday for both African teams in action, with South Africa and Nigeria both falling to opening round defeats in the group stages. 
The Super Falcons, Africa Cup of Nations champions, of course, found chances going forward hard to come by and time defensively tough as they lost 3-0 to Norway. Tanvi Gatlana made history with her stunning strike providing South Africa with the first Women's World Cup goal and the lead against Spain, but the second half proved pivotal. Desiree Ellis's side were reduced to 10 players with two penalties for Jennifer Hermoso and a goal in the 89th minute in the end, giving Spain an emphatic 3-1 win. Earlier, the two-time world champions and the second-ranked team in the world, Germany, found it difficult to break down China, but had teenager Julia Gwynn, who scored in her debut, to thank for the winning start to their World Cup campaign. In the Euro 2020 qualifiers, World Cup champions France were shocked 2-0 by Turkey in a Group H, Group H match, but World Cup runners-up Croatia had better luck beating Wales 2-1. Manager Ryan Giggs said his team need to play better. Everyone's been beat in this um, group, so we know how competitive it is. Um, we've now got a tough game, a different game against Hungary. They obviously beat Croatia in the last game. Hard-working team, physical. So it's a different proposition, but we'll need to play better if we're going to get anything. But, yeah, I believe in the lads and, you know, I think we will be better. Hong Kong swimmer Sean Hoi has beaten an Olympic gold medalist to take gold at a competition in Monaco. She edged Katinka Hoshu from Hungary in the 200 metres freestyle to become the first SAR athlete to win at the Mare Nostrum international event. Hoi also broke the Hong Kong 50 metres freestyle record with a time of 25.21 seconds. Fellow swimmer Stephanie Au broke the SAR 50 metres backstroke record with a time of less than 28 seconds. In the Cricket World Cup, England's campaign is back on track. Captain Ian Morgan says Jason Roy was a luxury after the opener's 153 helped the host thrash Bangladesh by 106 runs in Cardiff. It's very intimidating to play against when he does score runs, so the impact that has on our team is quite significant. And from there, we built on that platform, and guys like Josh Butler coming in at the end, and Liam Plunkett, Chris Wokes, all contributing, took us up to quite a considerable total on the wicket. To the news, our top stories, securities increased for the protest against the government's extradition plan. A man's charged in connection with two petrol bomb attacks targeting police. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value, value and value. a new experience. 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 Experience.